One of the things that I've found is hard for new freelancers and new web developers is just getting going, getting some momentum, getting some of that initial work. Usually once you get that, then you're usually going to be fine as long as you're doing good work for people. But it's those first few clients, those first few people that's really difficult to get. So what I want to do is I want to take you back to some darker days when I first was getting started and show you some of the slimier things that I did that you can now take and use them in ethical and honest ways in order to help you drum up some of that initial work and some of that initial business so you can get that momentum and just get started and get going. All of that coming up inside of this episode. There's a lot of developers who have a lot of opinions about what you need to do this coding thing for a living and be good at it. But I often find that their opinions tend to be better for them than they are for you. And that's part of the reason why I created this podcast. To cut through the crap and give it to you straight. And you won't always like me. You won't always agree with me. But I will tell you the truth. I'm John Morris, and welcome to The John Morris Show. Now let's quit the yakking and get to it. Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This episode, what I want to do is I want to give you a pathway. It's really a pathway. Really, I use it still to this day. I've used it in the past, but I use it to this day just in a different way, and we'll get into that just a second here. But I want to give you a pathway for what I call it as drumming up business or work out of thin air. And what that means is you don't need a freelance work network. You don't need to network with people that you can't stand or go to all these conferences or spend years building up your, your, your network of people that you can get, uh, that can help you. And so all this sort of thing, you're not relying on getting lucky, that sort of thing. You can just systematically start getting work and honestly, and, and, I'm not saying this is necessarily the best approach to take, but you can stay a little bit of a hermit. Not completely. You're gonna have to put yourself out there a little bit, but you don't need to be traveling around the world and and you know just become the super social person, which is kind of antithetical to the a lot of developers and freelancers and so forth tend to be a little bit more introverted. And so it allows you to stay in that sort of comfort zone a little bit, which I think is just fine while getting out of your comfort zone in other ways that allows you to get work and so forth. And do it with, I mean, it's mostly a set and forget system. Once you get the main part of the system set up, there's only a few things that you need to do from that point forward in order to to keep it running. And it leverages really what is one of the the hottest commodities out there today, like the number one thing that everybody is after. So I want to want to show you that uh, system, that pathway. That's what I want to give you. And before I get get into that, I I do want to take a moment. You know, I've been kind of battling back and forth with this podcast. For me, it's been, you probably have noticed I'm not necessarily, haven't necessarily been the most consistent uh, in in constantly putting it out. And a big part of that is I've always had this sort of battle between 
ensuring that I'm giving you the kind of things that you want to hear and also talking about things that I want to talk about that I'm interested in. And that's always been a little bit of a battle and I've tried all sorts of different kind of formats out there and 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 so forth and I really just want to get back to to kind of just talking to you talking about the things that I feel like I have the um I have a unique perspective on that I that that I'm best at that I can really give you the most value in. So you might notice this podcast take a little bit more of a turn towards the getting work side of things. And the main reason for that is that's just what I think I have unique to offer compared to a lot of other people out there. I did face-to-face sales for a long time. I sold all sorts of things from shoes to cars to knives to uh, tools to you name it. I've probably done it. And I just have a lot of experience there and I was really good at it. And so I think I can just take what I've learned from all of that and from also transitioning that into an online business and and share that with you. And you don't necessarily have to do everything that I do, but you can learn from it to help you be able to get more work or help you with job interviews or just help you grow as an individual, as a developer and, and be able to to get work, make more money, all that sort of thing. I feel like that's the best that's my best gift, so to speak, that I can give. So you're going to see that maybe this podcast take a, a turn that way. The other thing is, is I've also battled back and forth between on the length of these. And, you know, I get people, there's people right now that are listening to what I'm saying. And they're like, will you just shut up and get to the, get to the content already? Like someone will literally comment that now that I've said it, especially, but uh, and so that's always that that's kind of affected my thinking a little bit at, at times, and I've kind of just made the determination that I'm not going to worry about that sort of thing. I'm not really for those people, and so this is going to kind of start to transition back into a more longer form type podcast where I can just sat, sit down and talk about the things that I feel like I'm uh, can, am best to talk about, and also in the way that I feel like. I'm the the my best self in terms of communicating. And so that's again I just I, I'm I want to kind of preface preface all of this with that so that I've at least said it, you know that and now from this point forward it just kind of is what it is. So uh with that said, let's get into the system a little bit because I do want to to kind of share this with you. Oh, one more thing. If you're watching this on YouTube, apparently now you have to hit this little bell thing. You, you subscribe, but now you got to hit this little bell for notifications and all that sort of thing. So it's my my job as <laughs> the creator here to make sure and tell you to hit that bell. Otherwise, you're not going to get notified when I upload new videos. All right, so I want to I want to get into this by starting off by telling actually an, uh, an embarrassing story. It's giving you an embarrassing example of this. This is actually way 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 back in the day. And it's going to illustrate uh just how bad you can do this and have it still work. So this was back in the MySpace days. This was and I mean when MySpace kind of first got built, so more than a decade ago, I believe. And I I right around that time was kind of getting into this whole online thing, 
uh, I, you know, making money online, that sort of thing. And so I wanted to kind of, you know, try my hand at it. And I had spent a decent amount of time on MySpace and had kind of got it figured out. And I was also teaching myself how to code at the time. So if you remember MySpace in the beginning, you could actually put code into your profile and it, you could completely change your profile based off of the code that you put you put in there. And so there were a lot of really cool and interesting things that people were doing with their MySpace profiles back then. And matter of fact, that was one of the things when Facebook came out, that was a big knock is why can't I change my profile like I can on MySpace? Now, there's lots of good reasons why you can't. Uh, my example here is probably one of them. But uh, so I was teaching myself how to code. I was getting into online business and I basically became, uh, I'll, I'll give myself a little break. I'll call myself a mini spammer. And so what I did is I took my Facebook profile and I basically turned it into an opt-in page. I had wrote all the code and all that sort of stuff, put in my uh, code for my, my opt-in form. And so when you went to my MySpace profile, it didn't have my whole friends list. It didn't have, you know, my picture and all that stuff. I basically uh, reworked the entire thing with the code I put in that box to make it uh, what would be kind of a standard, what we call squeeze page. Kind of got rid of as much of the distraction as you could, and it was just some simple offer. And the product that I was selling was how to make money with MySpace. Now, I did that on purpose because... I knew that most people, that there were a lot of people trying to figure out how to use MySpace for business at the time, as marketers always do. And I knew that being able to rework your Upwork or your MySpace profile like that was a big topic. And so I knew that when people landed on my page, saw it was reworked the, the way that I had done it that that would immediately be something they'd be like, oh man, how did they, how did he do that, right? And so I knew it would be kind of an easy sell to get them to opt into my, here, I'll teach you how to make money on MySpace thing. Now, the, the, the thing about this is prior to making this make money on MySpace product, I'd never made money on MySpace, right? That I was, I was essentially kind of, <laughs> I don't know what the word would be, but I was I was uh, selling my own success in a, in a sense. Like I, I was telling people I knew how to make money on MySpace when the way I was making money on MySpace was to teach people how to make money on MySpace. Like it, so it it didn't. I I really wasn't coming from a place of authority, and so what I would do is the way that I would go about getting people to sign up to this is I would just go around and I'd friend request people. And I even downloaded one of those little app things that you could use that would allow you to send friend requests to, you know, a thousand people at a time or whatever it was, right? So I downloaded one of those and I was just basically playing a numbers game. So I would have this machine run and, and add a bunch of people as, as friends in, that I thought would be in the kind of online business, online marketing space. And then hope when I sent that friend request, the, the, the idea was that they would be like, who's this guy? They'd click on my profile to see who I was and boom, they would essentially be landing on my squeeze page and then hopefully sign up 
for my uh, my email list. And then I had a product that I sold where, and I had I had some things in there that I think were I still think we're kind of smart. Like when you sign up to the email list, the page that we were taken to immediately after that was a tell a friend page that you would get this extra thing, this extra video or training or something where you would, if you told three friends, I would send that to you or whatever. And so I would take one opt-in and I was getting a decent viral rate. One opt-in was starting to become like one and a half or something like that. So it was actually growing uh, every time someone opted in, I would get one new extra opt-in as a result of something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but that was working pretty well. And I was starting to build up an email list and I built up an email list of several thousand people doing this. And then the product that I sold was basically, I went and I showed them how I built that entire system, how I built the page, how I set up the telefriend how I you know, went about selling the product and, and, and creating the members area for the product and all that sort of thing. So it was very meta in that sort of sense. But quite literally before I ever launched this thing, I hadn't made a penny on MySpace. And the most embarrassing part of this thing is that I called it MySpace Millions. And I knew that it left the impression with people Right? I consciously knew that it left the impression with people that I was making or they might make millions with uh, MySpace and that the reality of it was that you know I wasn't and I wasn't promising that they were going to, right? Like, but I knew that it would give that impression. And so I was sort of kind of manipulating that idea of using a name that kind of made people think a certain way. And the way that I justified it in my head was I wasn't talking, when I said millions, I wasn't talking about money. I was talking about the millions of people on MySpace that you could market to, right? So very cringeworthy. Uh, I mean, that's that's just a, it's kind of blatant in terms of just being manipulative. And but here the the whole point of this is and so what happened is i did that for a while i actually made decent money but i it just for me consciously i couldn't do it anymore it was just i felt really dirty about it and there was a lot of stuff going on in my on my in my life at that time that i was trying to get straight and in line and i eventually just shut the thing down i didn't shut it down because i ran out of business i actually it was growing as a matter of fact but I shut it down because I just didn't feel like in good conscience I could do it anymore. And I was basically a, a spammer teaching other people how to spam. That's essentially what I was doing. So I shut it down. But the point of it is, is that despite all of that stuff and, and, and the whole situation and, and just the way, you know, everything was, this, I, the, 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 I would call it guerrilla tactic of, creating a page that was basically an opt-in form and sending out a bunch of friend requests to people, hoping that they would land on it and opt in. It actually worked really, really well. And that's a lead into this idea of drumming up a business out of thin air and what I would call these sort of guerrilla tactics for doing that. Now there are 
guerrilla tactics that you can use today where you're not spamming. It's a lot more ethical and honest and above board type thing, but they still very much are guerrilla tactics that you can use to, if you have no presence online, no audience, and you don't necessarily have a bunch of money to spend on advertising to kind of get yourself going and so forth, there still very much are these sort of guerrilla tactics for getting your name out there that you can use uh, that can help you to start drum drumming up that business. And again, are, aren't the kind of dirty things that I was doing back in the day. Okay. So that's what I want to, that's really what I want to show you is those guerrilla tactics and then how to build a system. This is one of the things that I took me a long time to figure out how to build a system on top of that, that allows you to maximize the, the, the guerrilla tactics that you're using. Okay. And there's actually, what's, what's interesting about it is there's a lot of people think these sort of things are dead these days, but there's actually a ton more opportunity out there because there's so many more sites out there besides just say the one MySpace or, or whatever. There's a ton of them out there that you can do this on. It's just the way that you have to do it now is is just different than you did it back then, right? Because people are more attuned to this sort of thing. We're going to talk about that in, in particular as we go through this. All right, so there's three kind of macro steps here. First is basically your sourcing. You need to find your sources of, of eyeballs. Then uh, you need to build your hub. So you need to have a hub that you ultimately are, or that's the thing that you're building. That's where you're you're building your audience and so forth. And then you're going to have your sales device. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but I mostly want to focus on those first two. All right, so when we talk about sourcing, what I'm talking about is you want to find, the big thing here is where are the eyeballs that you want already at? And then you go to where those people already are. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you're someone who offers freelance services or web development services to dentists. Now, in your mind as a developer, when I say you want to find a, a, a source like Medium or YouTube or Facebook groups or someone else's blog, I think what a lot of people do is they they think, okay, I want to go where other developers are. I want to make my name among other developers. And that's the wrong approach, right? This is why I always talk about you want to find a niche and focus on that niche because when you find that niche, you know who your target audience is. I I build websites for dentists or I build websites for real estate agents or I build membership sites for people who want membership sites. When you know that, now you know where you need to go to find these people. You know who you're looking for. Up until you make that determination, you're just kind of swinging in the dark. Everybody's your customer, right? But when everybody's your customer, nobody's your customer. That's a, you always have to remember that. So you need to figure out who ultimately your customer is. And, and so that's, again, that's first, but once you have that, let's imagine you're, you're again, making websites for dentists, where do dentists hang out? So there, there's several, and I want to give you specifics here. 
So there's several different places that you could look. So for example, when I was doing the research for this, I went over on Medium just to see. And I typed in dentistry, dentist, a bunch of different search terms to see what sort of publications come up, came up, what sort of uh, individual writers came up, that sort of thing. And the reality is, is there, there's not a ton over on Medium. That's just not a place that a lot of dentists hang out. There's there's a lots of publications, but if you click into those publications and actually look, there's not a ton of people following and the content's not updated very much. And so it's just not this really active hub of where these sort of people hang out. So they're, for certain industries, certain target audiences, they're going to be places where they more hang out versus others. So you know, there might be a ton of web developers who hang out on Medium, but not a lot of dentists. And then, you know, if you go to real estate agents, all of a sudden, you know, real estate agents might uh, hang out on YouTube and and hang out on this one in particular, uh, this one in particular channel, and that's kind of their a big source of where their community is. But the point is, is you want to do that research and figure out where are the eyeballs already at. Are they hanging out on in a medium publication? Are they a lot of them watching and commenting and active on a particular YouTube channel? Are they in a Facebook group? Are they on someone else's blog? And what you're looking for are numbers and activity. You want to you want it to be active, right? Because the whole the whole kind of foundation of this whole thing is you interacting with people in a particular way. That's going to help you get your name out there. Now, once you, so again, you got to look, okay? It might be a forum. It might be, it could be anything, but you got to get out there and look and you're not looking for anything developer related. Who is your target audience? That's who you're looking for. You're looking for the dentists, the real estate agents, the restaurants, the membership site owners. That's who you're looking for, your target audience. Now, once you find them, Okay, what you're doing, you essentially want to take, you want to siphon off some of those eyeballs over to what you do. Okay, but you have to understand people are, this is what's different from back in the day. People are really, really sensitive to that, right? Back in the day, as long as you weren't just like blatantly spamming, you know, go buy my stuff on someone's, you know, on wherever someone's audience hung out you were fine. You could post your own content usually. And generally you'd be okay. People wouldn't scoff at that because you're providing useful, you're providing useful information and so forth. It's a lot different these days. And I've, I personally have had to learn this the hard way because I went through that transition very, very specifically, but even posting your own content that you feel is valuable and useful and is really going to help other people, no matter how much you believe in that content, Going into someone else's domain, so to speak, and 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 publishing that is going to get you some pushback and probably even kicked out of whatever, if it's a Facebook group or banned from commenting on their YouTube channel or their or their blog or their medium publication or whatever. Okay, so you have to be really careful with this. So the thing that you're there to do is you're there to establish credibility. And, and the so you do that by providing information and and building up a reputation of being knowledgeable, and then you subtly drop hints 
that you're someone who provides services for this particular group. So I'll give you some phrases that hopefully will help you to understand this. So you're not you're not posting links to content. You're not doing any of that sort of thing. Uh, uh, you're not initiating any of that. You're only going to do it in response to the people that you're interacting with. But when you're interacting and you're just in this community, you're commenting like everyone else, you're, you're just being a normal member, okay? But when it's appropriate or when it's relevant, right, you want to use little fr- – I'm going to give you four phrases that you can use. So one of them is all the dentists I work with. Okay, so maybe when you're commenting on a post or whatever, wherever it's relevant, you can use the phrase, all the dentists I work with, because what that subtle, and you're not, again, you're not posting a link, you're not going to then go into a pitch and be like, so go buy my services, right? You're just dropping a subtle hint that you work with dentists, and what you're looking for is someone to respond and be like, well, what do you do for dentists? Now you can, now you can come come back and say, oh, well, I help them build websites this is my website, blah, 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 right? So you're only posting links in response to uh, people asking you for them, basically asking questions about you. So all dentists I work with or whenever I build a site for a dentist, right? That's another one that you can use. It signals that you more specifically you build websites for dentists. Or you could use something like I have this dentist client of mine. Again, it signals that you provide client some sort of client service for people. Or you could do, I just did a video or I just posted an article where I discussed this exact thing. And and you could be like, and you know, the thing that really stuck out to me was blah, blah, blah. And you don't post a link to it. You wait for someone to ask you, hey, what's the link of that article? And then you post it. So essentially what you're doing, is, and again, you're trying to come across, you're trying to establish credibility that you're knowledgeable about this topic uh, and, and build a reputation and then dropping subtle hints that you're a service provider for these particular people and then only provide links to your stuff and so forth in response to them asking you. The key here is to be very very subtle so that you can kind of fly under the radar of all of the mods and and really just people in general who would not be uh cool with you just posting links and so forth and what can what can eventually happen is that again you establish yourself as someone really knowledgeable in this particular area and you know maybe someone goes as a result of doing this someone in that community goes to your site and sees oh man you've got a hundred different articles uh, that are relevant to Dennis, and these are really good articles. And they start now; they are the ones that start posting the links and so forth. Start reading you regularly, and the more of those people that you can get regularly reading your content, signed up to your email list, all that sort of thing, the more they're naturally going to take what you write and post it in the group for you. And that's the situation that you want to get into where other people are posting your content for you. And now you're essentially, you're, you're doing what you want. You're getting your links over there, but you don't have to do it and you don't have to worry about getting modded out or people thinking you're just trying to pitch all the time or this, that, the other. Okay. So, and, and you don't want to necessarily even drop hints every single post, right? Every single message or comment that you make. So you don't, 
it's not like every single time you're going to say all dentists I work with. You just you want to make it known in the general community that you are a service provider for dentists and that you have good content for dentists or for real estate agents or for whoever else. Okay? And and keep it really really subtle and eventually you can kind of get your foot in the door with your your content. And again, this should all really most of this should be pointed towards your content, right? When they ask for links or, or, or that sort of thing. Obviously, if someone's asking you, hey, you build websites, can you send me your page? Then, of course, you're going to do that. But really, the focus is on your content. You want to get those people reading your stuff regularly so they start posting it. All right, so that's how you, that's like the really down and dirty gorilla part of this. You first find where the eyeballs are already at. And then you start establishing yourself as an authority and work towards uh, the community seeing you as. And I've seen this done. I've seen people who uh, have, there's these huge groups, uh, Facebook groups. And these people are basically like the content provider for the group. And they, they get to the point where the admins say, you in particular, everything that you write, you can post the link in here. And that person posts their link every time and I don't know the numbers, but as big as these groups are and as many comments as those links tend to get and all that sort of thing, I imagine they get a ton of traffic and ultimately business as a result of it. So I've I've seen it firsthand um, and it, it can work really, really well. All right. From that, that again, that's the main, that's how you kind of drum up out of thin air. Now, of course, if you wanted to, you could skip all of that or a lot of that. I would still, frankly, I would still do it, but you can skip a lot of it by advertising. So if you have some money to spend, you can actually advertise your content. So if you're doing YouTube videos, for example, you can go on Google AdWords and you can actually advertise your videos to people on YouTube. So uh, that can help. That can be the way that you drum up business. So you can run ads to your blog posts over on Facebook, etc., that sort of thing. You can pay your way into this. I still think it's a good idea to to find a community so that you have a good pulse of where people are at and what they're talking about and so forth. But uh, again, you can kind of pay your way in. Now from that, what you want to do is you really want to focus on building your hub. So all of the you know, your, your social media profiles where, you know, if you're, if you're, this is a Facebook group, you're going to have a Facebook profile that you're interacting in this with, or a medium profile, or, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have a account on their blog or whatever it is. In all of those profiles, you want to make sure that those links point back to not your sales device, not your Upwork profile or your services page or any of that, but to your blog to the points back to your content or, you know, your YouTube channel, whatever that is for you. You want to make sure that that it points back to that sort of thing so that, again, people, when they look to find out more about you, they can ultimately end up on your hub. And then on your hub, what you're essentially doing is just creating more and more content, trying to establish that particular site as more and more of an authority in that particular niche. And the more that happens, the more people are naturally going to find your stuff and share it out to the communities that they're in that you don't even know about. And on your hub, 
The big thing here is to make sure that you have some sort of lead generation, meaning you can capture names and email addresses so you can contact those people. If, you, if you're not able to contact them, then all of that work of getting them to your site it becomes a bit of a moot point because there's no you don't know who's visiting, you don't know there's no way for you to get in touch with them, there's no way for you to proactively contact those people. So you want to build out a ton of content on your hub, you want to make it really useful, you want it to become kind of one of the resources for that particular community, again for dentists or real estate agents when it comes to Real estate agents who are looking to get a website up and running, if if that's what the services you sell. Whatever the services you sell, you want your site to become the resource for those people trying to do that thing. Okay, oh, dentists trying to run their business website, or real estate agents trying to run theirs, or membership site owners who want a membership site built. You want to become the source of information for those people. And then on every post that you make on your hub, every piece of content, and if you, you know, everything that I do, I pretty much do this. Every piece of content that you create originally, right? This is your content. Now, this is when you can tell people about your services. You could mention it at the end or the beginning or whatever. You can tell them about uh, you know, your, your membership site building services or some, maybe it's some course that you offer or whatever it is that you're selling. You can, you can point them to your Upwork profile if that's what you want to do, et cetera, et cetera, right? Always put that in every single piece of content because again, you own this. Now I'm not saying make a, you know, do a 10 minute video and then make a 20 minute pitch at the end, right? It's more like make a 30 minute video and do a, one to two minute pitch at the end. So uh, keep it, again, subtle and, and so forth, but you want to let people know that you offer these services, that you have these sorts of things available. And now, then of course, that all leads to the final thing, which is your sales device, which we're not going to talk about uh, a ton here, just for, for, for time's sake. But that again, that could be your services page on your website. It could be your Upwork profile. It could be whatever it is, whatever your main thing is that you want people to to buy or hire you for, etc. You, you, that's the thing that you link to in all of your content. And so if you step back and look at this, what you essentially have created is you've created a, a system where someone can go from knowing nothing about you to now have interacted with you on a personal level on some sort of social media they've gone to your site and read your your content and they and they maybe read two or three posts and like wow this stuff's really good oh and they happen to be in the market for needing a web developer for their dentistry website for their dentist office website and you provide that service and oh man your portfolio is really good and oh okay yeah let let me let me talk to this guy about hiring this guy right so You've created a pathway from nothing, essentially, to people be, being able to hire you. And the more you build that pathway, then the the more uh, the more you're going to get as a result. At first, it's just going to be, you know, at first it'll be nothing, and then it'll be a slow drip. But I I literally got to the point when I was doing this that I had to like turn, I, I had to like make my hire me page terrible so that people wouldn't hire me because I was kind of getting out of that sort of thing 
because I couldn't turn it off. I, it got so deep into certain areas that it just it wouldn't go away. I couldn't stop not getting people wanting to hire me to to do that sort of work, and I just wasn't really kind of doing it anymore. So uh, it can be very very powerful and lead to a really kind of constant steady flow of not only traffic and leads but people wanting to to hire you. So that is the pathway. That's kind of my whole thinking uh, on the thing. Hopefully that gives you some direction in terms of how you can get out there and start getting traffic uh, through ultimately your website to your sales device, that, that sort of thing. And building, the nice thing about this is as you build your hub and you're posting content and that sort of thing and people are coming through, you're going to get not only get all that traffic, you're going to get leads, which is an asset. You're going to get people that are going to subscribe to your YouTube channel or follow you on Twitter. and fit. You're going to start to build your own audience. And then at some point, you can turn around and create your own Facebook group. you know, Or your YouTube channel will become the place where the one of the places where people in your industry hang out. Or your blog or your medium uh, channel or whatever they call them. Uh, your medium publication. You will become one of those places that people hang out. When you start, when you ask the question, where are the eyeballs at already? Your site, your stuff is where they will be at. And that's kind of the situation that you want to get into. All right. So again, hopefully that gives you a little bit of a pathway, some insight in how you can get down and dirty and actually start doing this and kind of grinding it out. If you have no money to spend on this thing, you have no reputation already, you're not someone who wants to go to 100 conferences and and <laughs> do a bunch of networking and that sort of thing. This is a way that you can do it using content, which is the number one thing that people are after uh, these days is content. All right, that'll do it for the show. By the way, if you're wanting to learn more about creating a good sales device, I have a whole training on how to create a, a compelling Upwork profile that not only persuades people who read it to hire you, but actually helps you to rank higher than you probably should on Upwork. If you're brand new, you don't have a big job history, you don't have um, this massive portfolio, you don't have a bunch of clients that you've worked with and so forth, you can still uh, uh, rank higher than you probably should uh, with this particular, by taking a particular approach to how you build your Upwork profile. So I have uh, a training on that. You can go to, you can get it free over on Skillshare with the two month trial. Uh, it's johnmorrisonline.com slash SK for Upwork and then SK Upwork 101, all one word, no hyphens or any of that stuff. Uh, and that'll take you to the training. You can sign up for the two month trial and you can take the course free. I've actually got a, a good number of reviews and people that have gone through it and start changing their stuff and have had success with it and so forth. So uh, I, I think it's, it's a pretty good training on how to do that. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Upwork or slash SK Upwork 101. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to like it. Also, be sure to subscribe and hit that bell notification thing so that you don't miss out on uh, any of the videos if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.